It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from the first one with DJ Khaled, a new podcast only available on Amazon Music. What's up, y'all? This is DJ Khaled, and this is the first one. I talk to the most iconic artists on the planet about songs that didn't change the game, but changed their life. We hear from all the A-list music stars like J Balvin, Nas, and Kelly Rowland, who tell their stories about the first hits that took them to being overlooked to being overbooked. Join me every Thursday, only on Amazon Music. Hey, where are you going, Jim? The elevator's over here. Taking the stairs. But our meeting's up on eight. Yeah, I know. But that's eight floors up. That's like eight times eight. I don't know. A lot of stairs. That's the point. I've already lost a few pounds and earned almost $100 in wellness incentives. Whoa, you're getting rewarded for working out? Yeah, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are, Bob. Fearless is full of surprises. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits and sign up at fepblue.org slash choose blue by December 11th. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, that was fun. I'm James Rapine. You're listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast on a Monday. Great to have you in so much to get to. On Twitter, at James Rapine, at Locked On Bengals. Subscribe on iTunes, the iHeartRadio app. Great to have you in, as always. A lot to a lot to discuss. Obviously, the Bengals got their tail kicked in yesterday, and uh, there's a lot of reasons for that. We're going to dive into some of those. You're going to hear from Joe Mixon, Andy Dalton. There's so many ways I could go about this. There's so many angles. By the way, Joe Goodberry tomorrow on our weekly Bengals film review, recapping in film review form the Bengals' loss to the Steelers. Look, I, I want to start. With a narrative, and a lot of you are going to push back on that, and that's fine, but I'm going to start with it anyway, and I'm going to go two minutes on this, and then we're going to get into a lot of what you've probably heard on my timeline, on other timelines. And I'm going to start with the offensive line, because that was the biggest narrative this offseason. Oh, well, the offensive line! Well, if it's not good, this team, not going to be good. This defense, good. Everything else, good. No. Defense isn't good. At least it wasn't yesterday. Offense was incompetent, even when the offensive line played well. This team, I'm sick of hearing that this offensive line is the reason they're losing. I'm done with it. I don't want to hear it anymore. Joe Mixon runs for, gets seven carries. Let me pull up the, the, the stats. I have all of them in front of me. Joe Mixon, seven attempts rushing, 48 yards, averages almost seven yards a carry in the first half. And you're telling me it's the offensive line's fault he doesn't get a carry in the second half? A.J. Green in the first half wasn't great, but good. Three receptions on, on, for 41 yards on five targets in the first half. One target in the second half, it gets picked off. I'm tired of hearing about the offensive line. When A.J. Green isn't getting the ball, I don't care if you have the best damn offensive line in the league. You're not going to win the game. Not against Pittsburgh. When Joe Mixon, who was having a breakout game, was going to have 100-plus yards rushing, was the reason you were able to move the ball up and down the field for two drives, isn't getting the ball, well, damn it, you're not going to win. And Mike Tomlin's going to laugh on the sidelines, and Le'Veon Bell's going to run over everyone. My God! I can forgive a lot of things. 
I can't forgive BS narratives when it actually boils down to Marvin freaking Lewis. When it boils down to Andy Dalton. Stop complaining about Cedric Abwehi and Jake Fisher and Andre Smith and Russell Bodine. Oh, you mean they crumbled when they were down 15 and had to throw the ball all over the field with six minutes to go? Oh, no way. You mean the team that, that was up by 15 knew it needed the blitz? Knew it needed to come after the quarterback because the quarterback was going to throw it. Well, damn, we see that every week. Don't put this on the offensive line. This goes on Marvin, Andy, the defense. I don't know where the hell Vontez Perfect was yesterday. Don't give me, though, they got dominated up front. Fine. Perfect needs more than four tackles. I don't care. Don't give me reasons that, don't give me excuses because they're not good enough reasons for me. They're not good enough. Vontez Perfect. If you're going to be the playmaker, that the Bengals are paying paying you to be. $12 million per year. You better show up at Heinz Field. You better show up against Pittsburgh. I'm watching ESPN right now, and it's third down. The Bengals are down 12. And, oh, wait, the offensive line gets beat. And they're going to be like, oh, well, Andy had no shot. He had no shot because they didn't run the ball and keep it close. Why the hell is Jeremy Hill getting carries? I don't know. Someone ask him. Maybe I should ask him. It's not fair to anyone to watch Jeremy Hill get carries in the first quarter when they ended in a punt, first drive of the game, first drive of the third quarter when they could seize the momentum back when they were down six, ended in a punt. This team doesn't get it, and it starts with Marvin Lewis, and I don't care about the offensive line anymore. We knew they weren't going to be that good. Stop telling me that's the reason. It's a mentality thing. It starts with Marvin, and it trickles down. I'm tired of hearing it's just another game. I'm tired of hearing it's just the Steelers, and and Steelers week is like any other week. It's not like any other week, or it shouldn't be like any other week. Here's Andy Dalton after the game. Steelers are just one team. They're in our division, but, I mean, they're not the only team we play. Um, Obviously, we've had some tough games against them, but... I mean, they're not the only team that we go against. And so it's it's not about us against the Steelers. It's about us playing well and um, beating whoever we're playing. And uh, unfortunately today we didn't do it. And our goal for next week is to, to you know, beat the Colts. Andy, it's not the same damn thing. You know what you should have said? And I'm I'm sorry, but this is what he should have said. You know what? It pisses me off that I'm three and ten in my career against this team. It pisses me off that I threw two bullshit interceptions that were just awful. One off target to AJ Green, the other one just a terrible decision to Josh Malone. It makes me mad at myself that I threw the ball away on fourth down and then we knelt to run the clock out down fifteen. It bothers me that we lose to this team in a new fashion, in a new way, every single time. And I think it starts with a mentality, and I'm the quarterback, and I need to change it, and it's on me, and it's on Marvin, and we are going to change it. That's what he should have said. He should not stand up there and say that, oh, Pittsburgh is just one team. It's just one team that is the best damn team in your division. 
Stop acting like it's another game. It isn't another game. Winning that game would have done a lot for you to get you to the playoffs. Now there's zero chance you win the division. There's a slim chance you'll ever get, you'll get a wild card. And it's because you didn't have the right frame of mind. Stop treating it like any other game. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't understand that mentality. I don't, and I won't, and I'm never going to. And when Joe Mixon doesn't get a carry in the second half, and the two touchdown drives you have are because Mixon and the running game is going, and everything's getting together, and he says this, which Mixon hasn't said a damn word in the locker room. I've interviewed him. Other media members have interviewed him. I've talked talked to them about how he interviews. He doesn't give you anything. So when Joe Mixon says this after the game, listen up. Yeah, it's frustrating. I mean, I feel like, you know what I'm saying, they'll get the ball 35 times. I get a seven in the first half and then don't touch the ball again. Um, Jeremy got one touch in the second half. Uh, it is frustrating to us running backs. We in the room and we feel like we're part of the offense. Uh, if it worked in the first half, why not do it in the second? I don't know, Joe. I don't know. I, I remember in, in training camp, I, I told you that Joe Mixon was going to be a star. That Joe Mixon is, is the star that A.J. Green wasn't. In the fact that he has that personality. He's not afraid to to speak what's on his mind. He's not gonna not afraid to say, "Hey, give me the damn ball. The game is on the line. I want it." And there's been times, including yesterday, where AJ, who only got targeted once in the second half, I, I think he should have done that. Look in, in life, in, in any sport, right? In any sport, in life, in anything. So let's say you're in sales, in sales, where you you need a deadline. You need to meet a deadline, numbers wise, and you need five more sales in, in the, by three p.m. And it's 8 a.m. Guess who you're relying on to get those sales? Your best salesman, right? Your best salesman is is the person you call in. All right. Look, I I worked in uh, insurance for five years, and I was not the best salesman. I I did it through college, uh, a couple years after college. Not the best salesman in the office by far. No no chance. But the the woman who was the the best sales person in the office – her name was Iris, and if we needed to meet a deadline, Iris was the one that the owner of the company would talk to and rely on, and, and, and everything would funnel through her. Maybe we didn't meet the deadline, but the best person was on the job. Maybe we did meet the deadline. Maybe we did meet the goal, the sales goal, but, and I'm just giving the hypothetical of 3 p.m., but you get my point. You want to ride or die with your best people. Period. It doesn't matter what had happened before or what the offensive line is or all of these other factors. No, no, no. It doesn't matter. At that moment, what are you going to do? You're down 23-14. What are you going to do? You're down 26-14. What are you going to do? You're down 29-14. What are you going to do? Defense gets a stop on fourth and one. You get great field position. What are you going to do? I tweeted they should take that because the play was reviewed. And instead of the first down, it, it was fourth down. They get the stop. I tweeted they needed to take a shot to A.J. Green right there. Because in life and in sports, you want to go down with your best. If you go down, you go down swinging. You want to go down with Barry Bonds at the plate. Right? 
If you're a Reds fan, you want Joey Votto up with the game on the line. You don't want him on deck. The Bengals had Joe Mixon rolling. A.J. Green had three receptions at halftime. That's fine. Six to seven receptions in a game against Pittsburgh is fine. Instead, he gets one target in the second half. Joe Mixon doesn't get a carry. The Bengals lost yesterday without getting the ball to their best players. The Bengals lost yesterday without trying to get the ball to their best players. The Bengals lost yesterday because they're incompetent, because it's a mindset. Oh, well, they, they're taking AJ away, and well, they're starting to dominate us up front. Let's, uh, let's force the ball to Josh Malone. Oh, well, Josh, you're, you're covered? Oh, let's throw this slant eight feet low and ahead of AJ Green. Like, it's just so damn frustrating because, yes, the offensive line's a factor. The offensive line had nothing to do with, with Andy Dalton's two turnovers, which were awful. Had nothing to do with Andy Dalton throwing the ball away on fourth down. When If you go back to that fourth and two, when he throws the ball away with like three and a half minutes to go, A.J. Green is wide open. Now, if I was the quarterback, I, and if you were the quarterback, if any other quarterback is probably like, well, the game is on the line. We definitely need to score here. If we don't, it's over. So what I'm going to do is be locked on to A.J. Green because A.J. Green is my security blanket. He's my safety net. He's the guy that's going to make a play for me when I need it because he's our best player. And yet when he rolled out, Andy Dalton didn't even have his eyes downfield. He just threw it away with A.J. Green wide open. Stop telling me about the offensive line. The problems are much, much bigger than that. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine. We're on the iHeartRadio app, also iTunes. And I, I think it's interesting, the, the other thing I want to get to, if I may. Vontez Perfect. Vontez Perfect! About to show out and show up against Pittsburgh. Oh, wait. Oh, Vontez. Don't, don't tell me. These can't be right. Four tackles on the first drive. Four tackles total. Vontez Perfect with four tackles. Vontez Perfect didn't show up at at Heinz Field. Neither did Geno Atkins, who was in on 20 pass downs, 20 pass plays. Had one pressure, according to Pro Football Focus. That defense, that front seven, got their ass kicked yesterday. That's another reason why they lost. That's the main reason why the tone was set early on. Pittsburgh, first drive. You've had two weeks to prepare for Lev Bell. Bell, right in the mouth. Oh, and we're going we're gonna to use Antonio Brown, too. It's, like, unbelievable. In two minutes, by the way, I'm going to give you something positive from yesterday. Really positive. And, and something that uh, I'm going to use to my John Ross argument, which you guys are going to probably hate, but I'm going to anyway. <laughs> but, good God, the defense looked confused, beaten up, and outmanned, outclassed, physical yesterday and that that's scary because the defense is what what's going to win this team games it's what's going to lose this team games and yesterday they didn't show up and it starts with perfect and i think if perfect's going to play like that and you saw the kick was it dirty was it not he got pushed down and then he kicked the steelers player like with it with his feet he was like down on his back and he used it to like nudge the steelers player's helmet it's definitely a kick but i i don't think He'll get anything more than a fine for that. He shouldn't be suspended, I don't think, at least. But uh, Vontez Perfect didn't show up yesterday. You know who did show up? This is that positive thing I was talking to you about. 
The best player on the field yesterday for the Bengals was William Jackson. William Jackson the third is their best corner. William Jackson the third is a baller, man. Did you see him going up against Antonio Brown? Deep pass, catches up, boom, uses his length, knocks the ball away. Oh, throws it up. William Jackson gets a hand on it. Three passes defensed, I counted, uh, for William Jackson. I'm not even looking at the stats. I'm just the ones that, that appear off the top of my head. That's CB1, dude. By himself, on Antonio Brown, on Martavis Bryant with his speed. That's your number one corner. And for those ripping John Ross because he's injured, William Jackson III didn't play a snap last year. He's their best corner. John Ross hasn't played many snaps this year. He can be a boost. If, if you watch that game, they needed someone else to get open. They did. No one could. Brandon LaFell wasn't getting open. Alex Erickson wasn't in the game much. Cody Core wasn't in the game much. Josh Malone, Tyler Croft, A.J. Green. They were doubling A.J. apparently. According to him, they were taking him away. So if you take away A.J. Green, the Bengals have no one else to beat you. They need John Ross back. Expect them to get him back this week. There's so many angles to this. I'm going to write about it, by the way, LockedOnBengals.com. So make sure you keep it locked there. Also, if you didn't see the kick, you can check out the kick, Vontez Perfect, on my blog at ESPN1530.com, LockedOnBengals.com as well. Tomorrow, Joe Goodberry going to join us, and we are going to recap that awful first half for the defense and awful second half for the offense. This isn't a playoff team, guys. They're 8-8. Eight and eight. They're an 8-8 eight and eight team. I'm sorry. That's just it. Even with Ross. That's it. I'm sorry. <laughs> they got the Colts this week. They should win. That's the good news. So maybe 3-4, and four, heading to Jacksonville, where I'll be. Man, I don't know if they can beat Jacksonville in Jacksonville. I'm going to fly all the way down there to watch them lose. I'm James Rapine. Thank you for listening to the Locked on Bengals podcast. Tomorrow, Joe Goodberry will be on. And make sure you subscribe on iTunes, the iHeartRadio app. Until tomorrow. This has been the Locked on Bengals podcast. Did you watch the 2020 Reds with higher expectations than a first round wild card exit of epic proportions? Did you think that the Reds hitting would come around with the signings that they made last offseason? Are you wondering who is asking you all of these questions? Hi, my name is Jeff Carr, and I host the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Throughout the offseason, I'm going to take a look at these Reds, how they fix what didn't work in 2020, and how they continue their success in 2021. But wait, there's more. I'll also have interesting interviews with players, writers, and everyone in between talking about the Cincinnati Reds. Come join me on the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day.